Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Terry Reynolds was able to retire for at least 30 days after running business and industry for the state. Now he's back running the Reynolds Company and is here for the whole show. Fascinating stuff on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. $200,000 Cars and Cash giveaways at Carson Valley Inn. Cash and prize drawings Thursdays and Saturdays. Plus, win a 2023 Ford F-150 or we'll pay you cash instead. Don't miss your chance to play and win. Cars and Cash at the Carson Valley Inn. Merry Christmas from everybody at the Winnemucca Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Love Lock. Merry Christmas from the Fallon Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Fernley. Merry Christmas from all of us at Big R Sparks. Merry Christmas and a whole lot more. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're delighted to welcome back to the program Terry Reynolds. I have to confess, you've only been a friend for 40-odd years, <laughs> so it's a pleasure to have you back here. Um, you are now president of the Reynolds Company because you refused to retire. You stepped down as director of business and industry for the state of Nevada a whole month ago, yes. and, and you're, you're back at it, and good for you. Um, you've just had an extraordinary history, and I want to delve into a few of the things that are current um, that we can talk about. First of all, um, what happened with Brightline, getting the $3 billion to build this train that goes from Las Vegas and now really goes into Southern California, way beyond Victorville. Yeah, back to uh, uh, building a station and ranch of Cucamonga. Yeah, which is amazing. Mm. Which is interesting, where my grandfather used to live years, years ago, so I remember that area as being having absolutely nothing yes. uh, developed it. But I think really that's what helped them get through and get the dollars that they needed to construct the project was extending it into to the LA area. Uh, that ability to be able to have a, a full um, transmission of transportation from, from LA into Las Vegas really was the difference maker, I think, for them. 
uh, they expanded the project. They got the right of way to be able to uh, expand into the LA area. And that was the difference maker. Just starting at Victorville and coming into Las Vegas probably wasn't going to have enough, uh, enough carrying the weight of the transportation and the number of cars that they hoped to get off the freeway uh, in was not going to make it. And so it was a smart move on their part, uh, an expensive move, but they were able to, to get the funding from the Surface Transportation Board and then getting a $3 billion grant to be able to uh, construct the project really put him over the edge. And so they were, you know, I, I think, uh, in the right place at the right time to be able to get the investment that they needed into the project. Well, it, it's interesting if you go back in time, because this has been going on for almost 25 years, right. um, and Tony Marnell, uh, who designed pretty much every building on the Las Vegas Strip, mm -hmm. uh, including building the Rio for himself, um, you know, helped to spearhead this project. The reason that Victorville was not a joke, because a lot of people in the media thought it was a joke, was that when Tony Marnell had the Rio, he had the players' cards, and there was an astonishing number of players' cards that came from the Inland Empire, and that was only an hour from Victorville, and so he saw the viability of it almost 25 years ago. Um, the other part that I think is very interesting and exciting is the technology has changed to the point now where the train can actually make that grade at a high speed, whereas at the beginning that was going to be an issue that the train wouldn't be able to be as high speed as they wanted it to be. You know, Sam, um, for sensitive disclosure, I worked on this with the Marnells back uh, probably 15 years ago, 15 to 16 years ago, worked on the environmental worked on the cultural uh, aspect of that, worked on uh, the drainage 404 issues with the project. And so I've got really kind of intimate knowledge of the, of the route and the project. And part of the issue was being able to come around uh, just on the, in the California side, uh, south, of, south and west of Searchlight. You had an area that you had to come around. And, and so that was the issue of tr having to slow down through that issue, the technology uh, improved um, the type of, of, of train power that they were going to use uh, changed to have an electric train and it really helped them be able to speed up that route uh, to be able to make it uh, really a viable transportation alternative uh, than getting in your car and you know gambling to get through to see if you could make it into Las Vegas area in under like six hours. No, it's know. crazy. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time, if you're in Vegas and you're, you're trying to get home on a, on a Sunday night, uh, on a holiday weekend, that's, that's a nightmare. The other thing that I thought was really smart was uh, getting the uh, labor agreements in place. It was, and they, they did that initially. I mean, they actually got the labor um, agreements done, you know, probably four to five years ago. And so they saw the need to put that. So they had, you know, basically, not only the support of the community, but they also had the support of the unions to be able to get this project done. And the, the presidential politics changed, and they were able to, to uh, capitalize on that and be able to get the funding for it. So uh, they've done a lot of things right. Um, and I think it's going to be a real boon to Nevada. It's going to be a boon to Clark County. But from a state revenue standpoint, to be able to move people in and out of the Las Vegas Valley makes Sense. All right, so that brings me to the most ironic thing of all, in my opinion, which is the monorail. 
which went bankrupt several times over the years, right. but now has become this vital part of transportation in Las Vegas to the point where people are now saying, well, how come you're not extending it uh, to the Venetian and to the Sphere <coughs> because of all the traffic that's going there? And I try to explain, well, they don't make these cars anymore, so um, there's about a 10-year or less life on this system just because of the replacement parts. But isn't that an irony? It is an irony, but right now, people ask, well, do they need that? Do they need the, the underground, you know, the Tesla uh, transportation loop? And I said, they need everything they can get to move people. When you're having um, 500 to 600,000 people a week flying into Las Vegas, you need every mode of transportation. You need Uber, you need Lyft, you need taxis, you need the monorail, you need shuttle buses, you need everything you can get to move people through that valley. All right, so let's talk about uh, the boring company, Elon Musk company, operating very successfully at the convention center, doing everything right. that they promised it would do. Um, how realistic do you think it is and what time frame do you think it's gonna be for them to be able to spread out and do the number of stations, it's over 58 stations that they're talking about. You know, if you point. look at the numbers of what they're doing now, they're, they're a good number for them is around 20-some thousand uh, people a day. Uh, when you need to probably move over 100,000 people a day, um, you know, it's gonna be uh, a small niche in that transportation, but it's not gonna be the, the solving the problem. Um, they need to get additional transportation and so the right-of-way for that monorail is extremely important. And I think that's really why they bought, uh, with Las Vegas um, <coughs> Convention and Visitors Authority, bought the, uh, was the right-of-way. And the, and the track be able to have another mode of transportation at some future date to be able to uh, move people around the valley. That's an interesting, no, nobody has raised that until yeah. this very moment yeah. um, because um, one of the reasons they bought it was because they couldn't do the boring company deal because of the conflict of interest right. with the monorail. So they had to buy the monorail, own that. They've made that. <laughs> the audience is getting nice. Yes. Uh, um, but uh, that way they could um, uh, do the boring company deal. Um, but having an, so they've already got the right of way. They've already got the right of way. That's, That's that was part of the, the deal that they had. And to be able to get that, that main right-of-way through the, the casino core area, I think, is, is really a valuable asset. Oh, no kidding. Now, now that you bring it up, yeah. that's huge. Mm -hmm. It is huge. Wow. So, so is anybody, because it certainly hasn't come from the convention authority, but is anybody discussing what potential things you could put in there? Oh, I, I think the convention the visitors authority is, is looking at that. Uh, I know Steve Hill, and Steve Hill right. doesn't doesn't sit and wait. Um, he's you know, he has great vision, and great planning in terms of what needs to be there. So I think he's already looking at that that possibility, and his board's looking at that possibility. There hasn't been a lot of open dialogue on that, but as the you know we get these mega events of F1 and then the Super Bowl, and a lot of the other sporting events that are coming into the valley, they're going to have to look at alternate uh, means of transportation, or I should say new means of transportation. And so I think that's gonna be one of the cards that will be played for that area to get to move people through the valley. 
that you you brought up an extraordinary thing. Now, what's been discussed for years but has never happened is expanding the monorail to downtown, right. expanding the monorail to the airport. Uh, talking about the Boring Company expanding things to the airport. Do you think that uh, the taxi cab industry and limousine industry will ever allow uh, anybody to get into the airport? I think they will. Um, I think they're going to have to. Right now, they don't have enough. Uh, unless they greatly expand, they don't have enough cabs to service the people coming into the airport. Uber and Lyft doesn't have enough drivers to be able to do that. Uh, so they're going to have to look at other ways to move people through. Sam, like I said, when you move five to six hundred thousand people a week into the valley, that's you know up to a hundred thousand a day. You're going to have to look at alternate means of transportation to move you to the public. Well, and to say the least, because anybody that was either in Las Vegas living or visiting saw what was happening during the ramp up to F1 and knows that that's if right. that's going to be a permanent thing, which obviously with the investment that the Formula One people have made in the paddock area, there was I think $140 million right. investment, um, that they're going to be there for at least 10 years, if not longer. And so, you know, how do you deal with that when a 10-minute Uber ride now takes 40 minutes? Mm -hmm. That can't work. No, it can't work. And that's why you have to be able to, to move people faster. The other thing is getting into the, to the strip and the core, excuse <laughs> me, when you have these events, <laughs> is the difficulty of being able to um, get in and get out and quickly and to move people back and forth. And so it's become very difficult to do that because it's jammed up with these events. So they've got to look at ways to um, not have uh, used totally surface transportation. You've got to look at elevated transportation to move people back and forth or underground. Uh, some fascinating ideas yeah. there, my friend. Let's take a break. We'll come back more with Terry Reynolds after this timeout. Remember 2010 in Northern Nevada, 13 to 14% unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing, Families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting. Many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership, streamlined permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. 4 billion in local wages, 17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you. But we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. 
And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Terry Reynolds. He's the president of the Reynolds Company. Uh, 30 days ago, he was running business and industry for the state of Nevada. And it's great to have you here. Um, the whole state is on fire in a good way. I'm talking to people about Ely, that Ely has a ton of things going on. Elko has a ton of things going on. Winnemucca with Thacker Pass has a ton going on. Uh, Lyon County. Um, if they can get uh, the copper mine going, Pumpkin Hollow, that will be on fire. Story County obviously has been on fire for a long time. And again, all in a positive way. Your thoughts on what kind of time is this for Nevada? Well, this is an incredible time, uh, Sam. Nevada has um, gone through and seen you know, an explosion in the tourism industry, but also in terms of technological development, with data centers, with new technological companies, uh, development of, of lithium batteries, uh, recycling of, 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 of batteries. Um, so we have a full chain now of, of, of uh, development for uh, the lithium products that are developed for, for power and, and uh, for batteries. The issues I think that the state needs to face is coming together and looking at housing, looking at how we can maximize uh, our water resources within the area and also maximize our human resources. Uh, we took over through business and industry, took over the uh, apprenticeship council and apprenticeships and we've developed both traditional and non-traditional apprenticeships in the last couple of years that have you know, kind of languished. So nursing, uh, computer technology, uh, medical uh, personnel, uh, the trades, basically getting people in the trades. And so we need to invest in those human resources to be able to get the type of workers that we need within Nevada. But the other part of that is, on the balance is that we need to have housing. Uh, we need to have a variety of housing, not just certain type of housing, not just apartments, but we need to have the full range of housing uh, within our communities. We also need to look at our investment in, in water resources and looking at how we can not only uh, be more efficient in our water use, but also how we can develop new water resources to be able to, to expand our community, especially in the rural areas. And they need to uh, look at their assets and say, okay, these are the things that, that we need to develop to grow within our communities. And that's a statewide issue. It's not just a regional issue. And so the state needs to get the state, and I mean not only just the state government, but the regional uh, government, the local government, uh, and our, uh, our business industries need to come together to figure out what the best solutions are for our state. And that really needs to happen now. Okay, so, so you know, we have a state water engineer. Um, but it seems like this is a bigger deal than, and, and that's a huge job, by the way. Yes. Um, but it seems like that needs to be a governor-appointed uh, thing with the legislature. You've just lost Pete Goa to term limits. I know. Um, and so, you know, we have others trying to step into that. Um, but, I mean, it's a huge issue, understanding 
all these different things. I mean, I, we were talking to uh, one of the county commissioners up in Humboldt County about Thacker Pass, and we were talking about water, and he's not uh, very happy with interbasin transfers. But aren't you going to need that? Aren't you going to need, you know, you have all this water in White Pine County. At this point, it's being siphoned off into Utah. That's right. Um, so don't we need to utilize that water, whether it goes to Las Vegas or not, and whatever the story is today, 50 years from now, who knows? Um, but we have this huge underground reservoir that needs to be utilized properly. You know, when we were drilling uh, wells in Coyote Springs, we were hitting uh, three to 4,000 gallons a minute. Uh, there's huge amounts of water in that. Now, you know, is that, you know, uh, a resource that's going to be there forever? No. Probably not. No. Uh, so you need to figure out. Because it's deep out, geologic water. It, it is. Right. But you've got to figure out how that you can efficiently use that and recharge those systems um, through, you know, good efficient use of the water. So isn't, is, isn't the Southern Nevada Water Authority the authority in doing things like that? They are. Um, they are. And, you know, that's why we need to come together and use those regional uh, purveyors as well as the, the, the state in terms of getting involved with the state water engineer and with local government and figure out what are the best solutions for our state over a period of time. If we don't do that, we're going to limit ourselves in terms of the production that we have of the, the minerals, um, the workforce that we need, and the communities that we need to be able to support our workforce. Um, Nevada demographics aren't going to totally be able to support our, our job needs. We're going to have to be able to attract people from other areas. We're going to have to build our, our workforce with, from within, too. Um, so we're going to have a lot of needs that we need to work on, and we can't just do it individually. We need to work as, a, as communities to be able to get that done. Um, workforce, uh, workforce housing, um, that's a huge issue. Um, but, but like you say, we need every kind of housing. Um, is this the responsibility then of local governments uh, to provide incentives to developers to build these different kinds of housing? There, there is. It, there's, there's several issues there. One is, is the available land. Two is the cost of land uh, to be able to do that. And third is the time frame of which it takes to entitle those properties. And we have to figure out the best solution to each three of those issues to be able to get affordable housing done quickly. Uh, the Nevada Housing Division within business and industry was basically, we set aside billions of dollars to be able to match funding for projects within our local communities, but it takes time. It takes up to two years sometimes, 18 months to two years to get project uh, that gets started, gets entitled, to get it finished and get people moved in. That has to, has to be shrunk. Okay, that could somebody call Story County impressed. and ask them how they're able to move so fast? <laughs> we have to take one more quick break and we'll be right back. Tis the season for the Holiday Cash Express at Tamarack Casino. We're trimming the tree with weekly cash giveaways, including a $5,000 winner every Saturday, plus $70,000 in grand prize stocking stuffers, including two $15,000 Holiday Cash winners guaranteed. It's a good time to win at Tamarack Casino. Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized 
you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. RANNV.org. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Terry Reynolds, president of the Reynolds Company and former head of the Business and Industry Division of the state. Um, it would seem to me that with Governor Lombardo's experience running Metro, that he is the right person at the right time for all these things that you're talking about, these needs that we have, and the ability to cut through and get things done. Am I right? There's no question about that. Um, he is... He has the vision to be able to cut through the red tape, uh, to be able to set up you know, occupational licensing to consolidate that under BNI to say, look, we need to be better and quicker at getting uh, licensing for uh, our public entities that we need to, to move forward and get them uh, on the ball to get people licensed for, their, for these jobs. He has the ability and, and I think the uh, the political sway to be able to move things through, to get things done, to improve uh, the business aspect of our state. He supports small business. He knows how to be able to work with people to get things done. Uh, he got things done in the legislature. Uh, the uh, occupational licensing uh, legislation they got through passed unanimously through both houses. Uh, and, and that's saying something. That's, you know, that's been a bipartisan issue for, you know, 10, 12 years. Right. And finally now he got it done. And so these are the things I think that he can get accomplished. Uh, All I right, I got to cut you off because we're yeah. out of time. But come back in January, will you? Because I've got like three more pages of stuff. Happy to do that. All so. right, thanks, Terry. Okay, Great to have you. you here. Good to have you. And we'll be right back. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. 
Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, beautiful. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next project.